Thanks for tuning in to the Glossy Beauty Podcast. I'm your host, Priya Rao, Executive Editor at Glossy. And this week, we're bringing you a live podcast taped at our Glossy Beauty and Wellness Summit in Palm Springs last week. My guest, Sean Neff, founder of beauty brand incubator Beach House Group. In the last year, Sean has incubated four brands, including Millie Bobby Brown's Florence by Mills and Shea Mitchell's Base. With these four brands, Beach House is on track to bring in $100 million in sales by the end of the year. Sean talked about teaming up with the right celebrities, the way he looks at white spaces, and what's next for Beach House in 2020. Hope you enjoy the episode. So, Sean, you know, you have a pretty storied career <laughs> in, before being a part of Beach House, and you it started with Neff Apparel, and it, we kind of now are in the brand incubator space. Tell us a little bit about that journey. Yeah. Uh, you know, ever since I was, you know, a young kid, I was so intrigued with branding and what it meant to be a consumer and what it meant to buy stuff and why did I buy that? Why did I like that? Like, why am I going to buy it again? So for me, it started at a very young age with the idea of it's so magical how brands can communicate to you. You can hear the stories they tell and they just drive you. Uh, so for me, as a freshman in college, growing up in Southern California, I was like, why not? I love surfing, snowboarding, skating. That was kind of the dream. I want one of those brands. <laughs> so I kind of just did it, put my last name on T-shirts and kind of found a niche in headwear and built kind of a youth lifestyle brand over about 10 years. And we worked with a bunch of different personalities from, you know, the Snoop Dogs to the Scarlett Johansons to the mm -hmm. Kevin Durants to a bunch of different amazing characters, and I sold that company about five years ago. So remind me, Sean, that when you started Neff, you know, it was like Olympic skaters wearing your gear instead of, you know, the classic brands that they were used to organically. What was that like? Yeah, for me, it was it was funny. So at the time, I was, I was young, uh, and you know, 20 year old kid and was friends with a lot of these pro athletes. And I was just making stuff that I thought was rad, right? That I thought, you know, at that time, there was not a unique beanie company in snowboarding. It was literally, you know, Burton and the big guys made beanies too, but their focus was on the boards or the boots or the bindings or the apparel. So for me, I think the trick was I found headwear as a unique little niche that was a bit overlooked. There wasn't a lot of attention to detail. And I made some rad beanies that I thought were cool. And then I was friends with these guys and saying, you guys should rock this stuff. And then they were like, well, we can't. I'm on, you know, Burton and Nike and all these big brands. And I said, can I look at one of your contracts? I've never seen a contract. So I read through it and it said nothing about headwear. Uh -huh. So that was the true story. I was like, whoa, can I just give them headwear with my last name on it, and I didn't know how to make a hat, so I went to a dollar store, true story, <laughs> mad gangster, and walked, <laughs> walked into a dollar store, bought like 30 of the most ghetto beanies and headbands you've ever seen, and bought a Sharpie, wrote my last name on it, showed up in an Olympic televised event, and the guy that won first and third had my last name on his head. So I was like, all right, let's go. You can't make this stuff up, huh? <laughs> um, so Sean, you know, playing that forward, obviously, we are in a space right now with Beach House that, you know, you guys really pivoted a little bit. You know, you had started Marlowe, started Antsy Pants, with, which were great personal care and kids' lines. 
And now you're doing that for celebrities again. So walk us what's through what's happening there. Yeah, you know, Beach House, uh, you know, we're, we're a brand incubator. And, and for us, it, it was unique. So I joined Beach House about two and a half years ago. And the brand had been, you know, Beach House as a whole had been going for a couple years, but it was more kind of private label mm-hmm. um, opportunities for Target. So I kind of came in, met PJ, who's my partner and, and CEO who runs the day-to-day business. And I said, hey, let's, let's change the script. I wanted to start new brands. I had just, you know, advised with a bunch of different companies like Sony and Target and done a bunch of different things. And I was... You were an investor? Yeah, an investor. I got a, a pretty cool call about seven years ago of, at the time, was a smaller sun care brand that needed some money. And I ended up funding that company and becoming a major shareholder. And so I, it was at this time where I wanted to build more brands. I wanted mm-hmm. to incubate. I had a lot of relationships through Neff. I had done collaborations with so much talent, worked with so many personalities, like these influencers before YouTube and Instagram was popping. I was already doing collaborations with them on like Neff Beanie. So, you know, I was friends with, you know, like Kendall, I had met seven years ago and I'd known Shay Mitchell for a while. And I had some energy that I wanted to go out and start new brands. And Beach House had a platform. So we kind of retweaked the model and I joined, became, you know, a major partner at Beach House with the idea of, hey, let's go build brands. Let's come up with incredible product, right? It all starts with product. It's got to be unique and different. And for me, the way I look at it is you're going to have to sit there and talk to a buyer and you're (laughs) going to have to convince that buyer that they don't have this on the shelf. And if your case is not strong enough, why are they going to take something else off the shelf, put yours there? So, So for us at Beach House, we think the brands that we've created, we've launched four in the last 12 months, and they've all been crazy in a wild journey and are having we share with the crowd. a ton of success. <laughs> yeah, so the first, the first business we started at Beach House was Base. So I had known Shay Mitchell for a while, and, and we were from Pretty Little Liars, and you know that's where she got her start. And we were going through a bunch of different ideas and trying to figure out what's a space she could play in. And initially... She was so authentic to travel. So she'd been doing these things called shaycations, and she went through how she's credible in that space. So for her, the first business actually that we started, it's got a beauty touch to it, and now we're doing, we just launched a program at Ulta like two weeks ago in the kind of organizational space in beauty, Um, but it started with travel. So that was our first brand. We felt that there was a unique opportunity to do something that was affordable, that was cheap, unique, and different in design. And we felt that there was a gap there of, of a founder that had true credibility. Um, so that was the first business we launched, which it's done incredibly well. We're, you know, we do over, I don't know, a million and a half a month on our website. And then now we're just at Nordstrom and then um, Revolve. So it's a tight distribution. We just launched something over at uh, Ulta as well. So that's the first business we did with Shea. Moon came next. And then Moon was next. So Moon was the idea of, one thing I like to do is just walk retail. Just kind of cruise through the stores, look at shelves, and and really sit back and say, you know, what I think's missing. So for me, the oral care aisle was like the ugliest aisle, right, at retail. I was like, these 
big blue and green bottles, the same toothpaste I've seen since I was a kid. So initially, I was just sitting in those aisles going, wow, what an opportunity to come in there and make a product that looks beautiful. And if you really think about it, oral care is something that you generally want to hide, right? If friends are coming over, if you want to clean up your shelf, the toothpaste, the toothbrush, that's something you just chuck in the drawer first. So the idea was let's make something that looks beautiful and that can sit on the shelf, that can sit next to your Chanel perfume and actually has aesthetic. So, so that was kind of the first thought starter of why Moon and why there was a need for a new oral care brand. But then it got a lot more interesting having a conversation around oral beauty. Because, as we all know in this room, there's a lot of beauty routines, and there's probably a hundred that have launched in the last 10 seconds. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's a big market. There's a lot of routines out there, and no one really had really considered your oral care routine part a part of, of that beauty regimen. So, so Moon was kind of this idea of let's make it look beautiful on the shelf, let's start an oral beauty conversation, and then we created a product um, – that we thought could be kind of a hero skew, this on-the-go on whitening pen. Um, and then for me, I was like, oh, it'd be incredible to get a face behind this, someone that would want to partner in the brand, and, and who could be a good fit for an on-the-go pen. So for me, I was like, no-brainer, Kendall Jenner. She's the <laughs> biggest supermodel in the world. She's always on the go. Um, so I ended up going over to Kendall's house, showed her the brand, and she was just her gut reaction was like, oh my gosh, like this is toothpaste, like this is oral care, this looks like beautiful, like this yeah. would be great on my shelf. So, so she became a partner in the company. We launched that business about seven months ago. We launched it exclusively at Ulta initially. We rolled it out to the chain with end caps, and then now we're in, you know, we're at the chain at Target. So we have end caps at Target right now and all those stores, and then we're rolling that out. Uh, it's going to Boots and Sephora Australia and a bunch of different other places. So, so that that was Moon, the second one. How do you, and then came Millie Bobby Brown's Florence by Mill and Tracy Ellis Ross's Pattern Beauty. Yes. Walk us through what that celebrity partnership is like because you and I have talked before about this, and I think you said to me you've been approached by a hundred influencers and celebrities in the last year. Yeah. For brand partnerships. Yeah, a lot, and and talked with probably talked with close to 100 and you know we get the inbounds been pretty incredible uh yeah. you've launched four we've launched four so for us i'm just such a huge fan of the idea today on how you can launch brands with scale quick uh -huh. and and there's a bit of a, a formula there and right it's it's incredible product in my opinion, too, whether it's direct-to-consumer and you've got a killer strategy there, which all of our brands are omnichannel. Every single brand we've launched is exclusively D2C first, right? Like Florence with Millie. We had a killer campaign for the first seven weeks that was locked down to the you know, hour of what she's going to be teasing and why she's teasing it. So we had a killer social strategy to kind of you know, leak the brand, and it was crazy within... I think the first 24 hours we collected like 150,000 emails, right? <laughs> and our Instagram now, Florence has over a million followers. It's like five and a half weeks old. We get like 100,000 likes a photo and most of our product has been sold out and we're just chasing and clawing for more inventory. Um, 
you know, so it's a great problem to have, but we start out on our D2C platform, and then I'm a massive fan of retail. Um, I know there's lots of conversations over the past, I feel like it's the past like 10 years when everyone's like, oh my gosh, retail, it's dying. And then I'm just like, cool, I want as many people to think it's dying so I can play. Um, <laughs> just because I think the omni-channel approach is so strong, right? Because online you can control your brand, you can control your messaging, you can create unique offerings, you can keep people engaged and have fun and kind of entertain your customer and, 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 and give them something special. But, you know, that, that brick and mortar of sitting next to these classic brands and, and getting those eyeballs and looking unique on the shelf to me is, is so powerful. And I think those two together, if you lock in a strategy, is, is kind of magic. But back to the personality side of things. Um, look, it's, you gotta be so careful with who you're playing with, right? And for us, like our four main partners all have, you know, similar roles in a sense that they all wanted to be in business. Mm-hmm. Like that's straight up. The first conversation is cool. Like this is a business. Businesses aren't easy. They're partners, it's, not it's, licensees. No, it, it, there's a massive difference, right? You know, their skin in the game is their time, their energy, their talent, even sometimes funding projects, sometimes you know, they're paying for the jet and we're not, right? Because, you know, we've got a business to run and I, that's great. That's how you fly, but not on our dime because we're in the business of making money, being profitable and with the goal of creating a brand that has value. So I think that's something that I spent a lot of time on in these four brands, just really getting to know you know, our partners and making sure that we align on expectations and this is going to be hard. It was, you know, in, in all of our talent, it's, you know, no one, a brand or a personality, you don't blow up in one day, right? It's mm-hmm. like whether you're sitting and talking to Tracy and her journey and, 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 and where she is today and how long it took her career to get established. It's no different than building a business, right? You got to fight hard in the beginning. It's, 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 it's a grind. So, for us, it's finding people that want to work and that want to own a business, that want to work hard, and, and that's the number one thing that we look for in, in, in partnering with talent and, and then someone that can tell an authentic story, right? Because like for us, it's, uh, you know, just talking about Tracy. Tracy's been on this hair journey her whole life. Right, even down to when she was younger. Every time she left her house, she would dial a number that would give her the humidity number, and that's how <laughs> she would change what she needs to do for the day and and what she's going to do with her hair. So for us, it's finding someone that can tell an authentic story that's believable, that's real, and you see it on their socials. Like Millie Bobby Brown, every day or two, she's talking about Florence. She was, you know, I met her when she was thirteen, so she was, you know so young. She still is so young, but, um, but she's a unicorn, right? Like Millie Bobby Brown is a unicorn, like youngest girl on the times 100 list, you know, UNICEF ambassador. And, and she's so believable. So when she thought that there was a massive opportunity in being Gen Z skincare, and she thought that she can tell an authentic story that's not about her, but it's more about, you know, her audience audience and people her age that can be on this journey with her. I was like, whoa, no brainer because a it's a good idea we'll hire an incredible team to build the right product we have the relationships you know to scale this thing and what a better person to tell that story authentically every day to a ton of people 
Most interestingly about all of these brands, I would say, I mean, Millie Bobby Brown's line obviously has some color in it, but none uh -huh. of these are color, pure color cosmetic brands. What about finding the right talent and the right white space is so much about part of this, so much of it, so much of kind of striking when the iron is hot? Yeah, it, it is. I mean, you know, for us, you look at all of our brands, Oral Care, I think there's a massive opportunity and a void to fill, right? For Millie, we thought that there was a massive Gen Z opportunity in skin. There's mm -hmm. only a couple, you know, competitors out there, and we felt that we can really own this. And she has color as well, and the color's doing really well. So we're not, you know, it's a it's a it's a color and skin brand, but um, a major focus on skin. And and we're seeing the the massive results out of the gate on how we're, you know, doing extremely well in that category. And then Tracy, right? Like her. Her hair type, right, and her curl pattern, that was something that she's been living this for so many years and hasn't found the right product. And it took her, she'd actually been developing this brand slash product for several years, five or six years she'd been working on it. Hadn't found the right partner, hadn't found the right goop inside the bottle that works for her hair. So although we had to push back our launch with Ulta several times, which you know, was good and bad. But the good of it was she would not put out a product that didn't work, right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, the amount of times that she has washed her hair, I mean, we have videos of Tracy showering her hair, probably 500 of them. And she's saying, <laughs> I like this. I like So this isn't like, hey, here's a meeting. Sweet, let's do a photo shoot once a year and we'll use your name and likeness and go build a brand. And not a hobby. Because that's dead in the water, in my opinion. And now a word from our sponsor. What about the retail piece? Because so much of the, I mean, all of them have made really big bets in Ulta and kind of creating that scale quickly. How much of that was thoughtful in the sense that you want to go loud, big, proud from the get? Yeah. Um, I'm all about trying to go big nowadays, right? <laughs> and that's kind of our gig at Beach House. I just think it's such a busy world. It's so crowded. And I think it's interesting, right? Like when I first started, Neff back in the day was like, okay, like start here, mom and pop shops. And then maybe after you do that for six years, then you work with the resorts. And then after that for a year or two, maybe go to the mall, right? And then after you're at the mall, so there was kind of this like authentic way of building credibility. Like the retailers back in the day wouldn't even take you in unless you were in like 2,000 mom and pops and having credibility. Right. Yeah. And, and, and sell through. So, but today it's so busy that like, for me, it's okay. Let's tackle a space right now that we think someone's going to win at. And if we don't get there first, someone else is and they're going to win. So I think for us, starting big is, is, is kind of, it's, to me, that's like the future, right? And I, and I think it's good to start out small and, and, and brands will definitely start tiny and, you know, have a little online business for a couple years and then maybe blow up, you know, and then go big at retail or explode. So, I mean, the one thing about business is there's no playbook, right? Because everything I say here, someone's going to do exactly the opposite and, like, sell their company for a billion dollars. So, like, I definitely am not saying what, what my philosophy has been and what we're trying to do at Beach House is the only playbook. I'll just throw that out there. But I think for us, when we find... You know, wow. Gen Z opportunity in skin. Wow. Millie Bobby Brown. Wow. Like, 
Mary Dillon has been awesome and fully supportive in working with her team. So when we're all having these conversations sitting around a room and we're going, whoa, this could be big, huh? Right? And then from ideation to launch, you're looking at a quick eight to nine month process where we just can crack these things really quick, be very reactive and go, um, which is kind of, I think, partially, you know, it's, it's all about secret sauce of what we do at Beach House, right? I think we have a couple people, you know, like myself, I'm unique in what I do, right? And, and how I can connect dots and relationships and ideate and put together brands and figure out what they should mean, what they should look like, how the toothpaste should feel. And even though we're sacrificing margin, it has to look good on the shelf, right? I don't care, but whatever. So there's little things that all do. And then PJ, who's my partner, he's just an incredible operator, one of the most likable humans that I've ever met in my life, but he's so good consumer facing, right? So we have a couple key people, but then when it goes down to each one of our brand operators, right? Because Beach House, each one of these brands has their own operator, their own product developer, their own you know, marketing team, um, and, and their own sales team. So each one of these incubates as its own brand, right? Which is, is completely the way to do it. But I think our, our uniqueness of identifying an opportunity, making a phone call to an incredible retailer, locking in, I always say, unicorn-like talent. I mean, there's unicorn businesses that everyone talks about. Like for me, there's a couple unicorn talent out there and there's a thousand big celebrities and 500,000 great influencers. And in my opinion, there's maybe like 20 to 25 of these that can build a hundred, $200 million business that could be worth half a billion dollars. So that's what we're trying to do. So knowing that, Sean, you know, you've done four already. I mean, you've said to me before that you don't necessarily want to do a lot of these, you know, more than 20, more than 25 if you could get there. What does it take then to find those people? Because you are being inundated. These people mm -hmm. are launching brands. We're seeing them rampant. The, the idea of being a celeb founder. I mean, we've seen it from Lady Gaga. We've seen it from, you know, Rihanna, Kylie. What does it take? Yeah, I think, to me, I think it takes like the perfect partnership, right? And I think talent now and their teams and management, they're now realizing that, oh, like the idea of the talent trying to be the operator and trying to hire the team and trying to build their business is very tough, mm -hmm. right? So that's been going on a little bit, right? So I think that's an important thing that now the talent are finally like, it's a no-brainer, right? It's like, I'm not good, you know, on screen, like trying to, you know, get scared or I'm not an actor, right? <laughs> so it's like, let them do that, right? And build this authentic credibility and I know how to build brands, right? right. So, so I think the marriage is important that people are realizing, right? Like even for me, yeah, who knows? Will all of the other brands that we play out at Beach House or on other ventures be with massive talent, I don't know. I never say never. Maybe they won't. But like for me, it's, if you have this killer idea, right? I mean, disrupting oral care and making it look better on your shelf and telling an oral beauty conversation might be a good idea. But without Kendall Jenner every tel 10 days messaging that and then her, you know, face on an end cap at Target when they walk by and go, oh, that's interesting. Like that help and added value. Like to me personally, um, doesn't seem as exciting and fun, right? That idea of really scaling and blowing up. So, so for me, I just think 
to connect the dots is it's just got to feel right. Like I'm a super vibey, you know, how stuff feels type of person. And over the last year, we've sat with, you know, the biggest people on Instagram, the biggest people in the world. And it's like there was a great idea and maybe there was a great product offering, but in the end, the vibe wasn't right and how hard are they going to work and is this all checking out all the things? I think it's just like anything. I mean, anyone that's started a business or taken a job or, you know, found your wife or husband, right? I mean, there's something inside you where it just feels right. And I think that is kind of the vibe that I roll on. It's like when I, I look at each one of our partners and when we sat with them, it was just like, oh my gosh, like this is amazing. It feels perfect. It's smart. Whereas other meetings, you'll sit with someone that has 140 million followers on Instagram and you're sitting across from them and they would love to build a business with you and you just leave and there's, you know, just don't feel it. So there's a lot of money in this, Sean. (laughs) You know, if I think our last talk with you was 100 million in sales by the end of the year, is that expected? Are we on track for that? Yeah, it's wild, right? That's a, that's a nice year. Nice year. and there's also a lot of investment coming into this, you know, whether it be, you know, the maces of the world, the hip dots of the world. There's a lot of money trying to find that reoccurring revenue stream. Yep. What are you thinking? Are you thinking about taking capital? Or are you are you interested? Yeah. Um, you know, good question. There's been a lot, <laughs> you know, going on over the last year to get where we are. I've put a lot of my own personal capital in this thing um, to kind of get to where we are and, and kind of shake the cap table of where it sits today. So, you know, it's this fine line balance, right? It's in a situation where, you know, we do what we want, we control the ship, right? And, and for me, especially I've built, you know, a couple brands, been a part of a couple pretty massive exits. And at this stage, you know, you just want to do business how you want to do business. You know what I'm saying? And and I think for us, we are growing ridiculously fast. And inventory is an issue. Capital, I mean, it's 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 been wild, right? We've got good banking relationships. There's a lot of people we're talking to. So yeah, I think for us to be a true massive incubator, it's kind of like, you know, what cash is in the fridge, right? And it's kind of, we're always having meetings. I mean, even just the last three weeks, you know, the people we've met with are some of the most intriguing, unique humans in the world that can really launch brands. But it's, you know, so we're going to do more. Less is more. We don't want to do a ton of these things. We came out swinging because if you're going to be an incubator, you kind of have to, you know, have proof that we can't just do this once or twice or, you know, for us now, you know, we've launched four of these and, you know, we're going to be doing a lot of revenue this year and they're all doing, you know, knock on wood pretty well. So, yeah, I mean, we're in talks with people right now. Some of the biggest... Anyone you can share? No, probably not. But, you know, some of the biggest <laughs> consumer brands in the world, right, we're talking to. And and there's interest. So I think for us, if we found a partner that that potentially could believe in what we're doing and understand our unique value and how we can, you know, repeat this, right? And I think our... You know, it's just, I think there's a lot of unique things that we're doing at Beach House. Um, it's not just one thing. It's not like, oh, 
they have good relationships with retail, or oh, they can access any talent they want, or oh, they're good at making brands look unique and different on the shelf, or they're good at storytelling, or they're good at digital. I think we've spent a long time, it's been two and a half years now at Beach House, and the first 18 months was laying the foundation. And you know, we've tried to hire, and we have hired incredible people, right? Because I, I kind of get the fun part. I just get to like ideate and create this stuff and hang out with the talent and go to the big meetings. And, and we have incredible teams. Like our, our talent base at Beach House, they're incredible. Our brand operators, right? right? You look through all these brands. It's like, Kendall's great. I maybe cracked a good idea and some good packaging and, and, and everything's coming together. But, you know, Monica, our operator has 12 years experience in oral care and she works 10 to 12 hour days and never stops, not even on a weekend, right? So what we've tried to do and kind of the culture at Beach House is we want anyone that has, you know, talent and drive and wants to rise to the top. I mean, we're trying to create a culture where, you know, if you're in the beauty industry and you want to take a business from zero to 50 million in revenue, I think Beach House is a great place to, you know, come and have that opportunity with these new brands and and we're trying to just get as many good people as we can in the building, which is always the toughest thing in business. So right? hiring? Yes. <laughs> yeah, if there's anything that comes out of this podcast, DM me if you're good. <laughs> we'll hire you. Uh, last question, Sean. Um, when you think about year two with so many of these brands and sustaining the growth that you have exponentially had this year, what are you thinking about? Yeah, it's, I mean, the retail distribution, we want to keep it tight and smart, right? Um, less is more when it comes to distribution. I'm a massive fan of if you're with a retailer, don't think about going to another one unless you've maxed out kind of what you can build with that, with that company. And I think for us, it's, it's product innovation. You know, each brand has, you know, a lot of innovation coming down the pipeline. It's constantly looking at the market and the products that you're, that you're in and figuring out how you can create unique, different new products. And, and to scale, you know, what's, what's been rad is, you know, we've launched all of these out of the gates just pretty amazingly. I mean, if you look at all four of these launches this year, it's like day one, billion plus impressions. By the week, it's five billion impressions. And we've got write-ups in thousands of, you know, the biggest outlets across the world. So we've done a really good job, I think, of lighting these things on fire. But as, as we all know, the critical path is now, right? Mm -hmm. It's operating the business. So, we are just highly focused on getting the inventory levels in check, making sure that, you know, continuing to hire more people, like killer demand planners, killer, right? So for us, it's really setting the foundations of the business and making sure that there's incredible people in each one of these roles. Back to these startups, I mean, that's how people blow up. It's gritty. Like my first brand, Neff, it was just, I mean, 99-cent headbands, mad ghetto. My first trade show booth was like, I'm driving to a trade show and I was like, oh, I should rent a U-Haul and yeah, that's a haunted house and I need some walls. And it was like, okay, I'm going to go buy some of those haunted house walls and the guy's cutting it for 50 bucks. <laughs> he made my trade show booth and I like didn't even have really, I didn't want to get a U-Haul because that's too expensive to go there and back. So I used my buddy's truck. But it's like those little things is that, that gritty hustle of like belief. Like my thing's always dream, believe, and hustle. And I think if you... Do those three things every day with the right partner. I think, you know, 
anyone can blow anything up. I'm no more special than anyone else ever, and I got, got lucky and tried to work with the right people, and everyone else in the world can do that. Thank you so much, Sean. It was great having you. Yep, thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the Glossy Beauty Podcast. Tune in next week for another episode. And of course, that means if you haven't subscribed, please hit that button.